Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Wise Men Say, a Columbus soccer podcast. Today, we are introducing this podcast as a way to give some love to the city where soccer was built here in the United States of America. Your hosts for this show are Tyler Fisher and Gerald Lucas. They will take you on the pitch every week and give you the latest update in not only just the Columbus Crew, but Columbus Crew 2, FC Columbus, the Eagles, many of the soccer programs here in Columbus. We will be having guests coming through here. We hope to hear from you. You can tweet us at Yamo Media. We'll be doing the show live here soon, so you'll be able to interact with Gerald and Ty as they talk all things Columbus soccer. So I hope you appreciate it. And this is a Yamo Media production. Yamo Media is a media company here in Columbus that focuses on community content and media services. For more information, visit yamomedia.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to a new podcast on Yamo Media, the Wise Men Say Podcast, a Columbus soccer podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Fisher, alongside Gerald Lucas. Gerald, how are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I'm happy there's no rain outside. If uh, I don't see another raindrop, <laughs> it'll be too soon. <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be way it'll be way too soon, right? Man. <laughs> Speaking of raindrops, uh, we got we had Columbus Crew take on LAFC on Saturday, and if Crew fans don't know any better, you would have thought that Atlanta United was in town because it somehow always rains whenever the Columbus Crew play Atlanta. But they had LAFC on Saturday. And we were both there. Uh, it was a uh, a trip. <laughs> it was almost like a full time job. Like I should have got paid for <laughs> for being there on the clock, but uh, nonetheless, it, it was soccer. You know, if uh, we didn't have to worry about lightning, we could have got the whole game in. Well, I mean, we did get the whole game in. Maybe not in the time frame that we wanted to but we did get the game in yeah and uh you know whoever said nine o'clock start for your question out there on uh on twitter on they were close they were close they were close it started at eight o'clock to be exact so but so saturday we were at the game what 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 time did you what time did you get there because <laughs> I, I I got there about two o'clock. I was actually out in the parking lot at like twelve thirty. So you had an hour to kill, and I was eating my lunch before the before our before our gate opened. Yeah, because our gate opens an hour and a half before kickoff or two hours before kickoff. So as I, as I as I was going down, was that? I think it was seventy one. Or seventy one South, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, it was. It was clear. But then about three o'clock hit, and it was just uh, monsoon. Yeah. Well, not even a monsoon. It was more like gray clouds. And then the monsoon at three thirty. Yeah. Right. Right when kickoff was about to start. And if you have any injuries, you can tell when the the pressure and the the air pressure, you know, has changed when a storm is coming in. Because yes, my I, knee. I was sitting there feeling it with my ankle, my knee. <laughs> yes, my knee was killing me when when I was <laughs> before before we even started. When I was walking up and down the steps. By by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, the crew game Saturday was in a delay starting at three thirty up until about six forty five. 
Then we played two minutes and 34 seconds. Some will say three minutes because of time. That's how time works in soccer. But two minutes and 34 seconds exactly before another delay for another 45 minutes to an hour. So I went during that during the first delay. Let's go to the first delay. During the first delay. I was walking up and down those stairs that are right there in the press box, and I could feel it in my knee, in my kneecap, that it was just absolutely horrible. Well, if you saw me sitting next to you, you saw me <laughs> sitting there turning every which way. I even had my shoe off on my right foot to keep the swelling from going. Yeah, I, I, I should have worn, worn my knee brace, to be honest with you. But we, I, I think during that delay, I think, it, I, don't, I don't know, I just got bored. I know we went on Twitter spaces. For a while, until um, they brought the nachos out, and then that was fun. Yeah, not yeah. We did get nachos for second delay, but then after the two minutes and thirty four seconds, we hit that second delay, and then that's another forty five minutes to an hour. There were talks with Major League Soccer and LAFC and Columbus that the game would be that they, if there was another delay after that one, that the game would be played Sunday, Sunday morning at ten. I think it was at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that did not happen. We got the game. We got through the game. Um, started at 8 o'clock. Um, and uh, other than that, I think that was probably the worst defensive performance I have ever seen out of the Columbus Crew first team. I agree. Uh, we talked about it before the game, even on the Twitter in the Twitter space, what was some of the keys to victory? And, you know, I said uh, the turnovers. Yes. And, you know, stopping LAFC. And I, I've, I've been monitoring Twitter, you know, over the weekend. You went down that rabbit hole? You went down the – my – okay, okay. Pro Listen. tip. Okay, 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 pro tip. Because you're, you're, you're somewhat new into this, into, this, into this field. I will tell you this right now. Any time that the Columbus crew are on a losing streak or have a bad game, do not go down the rabbit hole, which is Crew96 Twitter. And I will tell you why. You will just shake your head. At some of the fans. At at a lot of things. It's not even just – it's not – okay, not all fans are like this, but – you would just shake your head at a lot of things. Trust me, I've gone down that rabbit hole. I have made my, I have made enemies with with people. So you just pro tip, tread lightly. I uh, well, I, had, I didn't comment. I just was reading some, and then I backed oh, away. Oh well, from well, it. well, then if you're just browsing, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't comment. Okay. So I just was seeing, and uh, those two goals, honestly, you know, even going back and watching some of the replays that I have recorded. Um, it Nagby wasn't on his game. No, no, not at all. Um, I don't know what was wrong with him. Maybe it was that delay in the you know anticipation, you know feeling you know drained, because you know you got to think those those guys were there way before we got there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know to be like okay, we're gonna start at three thirty, and then all of a sudden here comes the storm and all this lightning. Now you're now you're sitting there going and going and going and going and going and it's like okay eight o'clock we're gonna start. So that's the the, th- the thing about that is you know when we were in the post match press conference with Porter, um, he he did say that there were about six or seven times that they did told that they told the guys hey 
you know, you're going out and then having to tell him you, you're not going out. So I, I, in, in a way I can understand that, like, you know, dead legs, um, after, you know, just sitting around for a while, dead legs happen. Um, and then, you know, you, you get your shoes on, you get your boots on and then, you know, you're getting ready to go out, but then all of a sudden you don't go out because, <laughs> another another thirty another, minutes. Another 30 minutes. <laughs> so I Porter did say like six or seven times that they did have to tell the guys that you know hey you're going out they're not going out and whatnot. But I I don't the the first the first goal I the first goal was just a a fluke mm-hmm. right. Um, but then again it's not because it's Carlos Vela. Vela's one of the biggest stars, and that was in, the one that bounced off the post, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. No, uh-uh. that might have been the second one that uh, bounced off the post. Uh, that 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 one, that one hit off Williams. Okay, yeah the the first one the first one I the first one if looking back at the replay correctly, I I think is I think Josh Josh just gets the ball put behind him, and then you know Vela's there on right there. He outruns Williams, and then Room comes off his line to you know close on an angle. But it's Carlos Vela again. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best players in the league. And then all of a sudden, one zero. Now you want to talk about the second one? It's it's I people are blaming people are blaming Room because he quick played Nagby, but Nagby is one of the best holding midfielders in the game, right? As a player of that caliber, who's worked with Porter at. Akron at Portland now in Columbus he know Porter knows that he's one of the best he knows that he's one of the best it's on him to know exactly where they are where people like Carlos Vela Brian Arigas are that they came in at halftime I asked Porter about the situational awareness of you know where Vela and Rodriguez are because they're one of the top scorers on the team on LA I asked him, you know, they bring on Vela and Rodriguez at halftime. How important is the situational awareness of the team to know exactly where they are and how to contain them? And Porter said they knew they were coming at halftime. They knew they were coming at halftime. They told the guys at halftime, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in hindsight, if you're not checking your shoulders to know exactly where Rodriguez or Mm -hmm. Vela or uh, Chicha, or anybody in the front three of LAFCR, you're bound for failure. What happened? And that's exactly what happened on the second goal. Yep, and and it was also, too, that second goal, I think that was the one that was off of a turnover. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was goal kick, turnover, goal. And it was, and the goal kick really didn't, you know, uh, I think it was Nagby was getting the goal kick. And didn't pay attention, and it went off of him, and went right in the back of the net. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Darlington wasn't on his game, you know, because we've all seen it that he is, he is one of the best midfielders in there. Yes, when he's on his game. Yes, and you know, I think I really contribute this storm, and like Porter said after the game, that was the best 60 minutes we played. It was, and and, and, we, and it truly was. Yeah, because we saw it when we came out came out of that second delay. 
Yeah. Wait, right, right after, but right when the restart was a throne for Columbus, what what happens ten seconds later? Yaya Boa almost scores. Yeah, on that first one, he clearly was offside. No, I'm I'm, I'm talking I'm talking about the restart after the after the delay after the first, okay after the after delay. Marrera Marrera throws it in. Yep. Yaboa gets around defenders, takes a shot on goal. It's blocked by Cropo. Yep. Now. The, now, the first opportunity that went into the net for Columbus. Yes, you are right. I, I even know he was offside. Yep. I, even saw, I, was, I was like, yeah, he's way offside. <laughs> but I, that second one, though. That second, that second one, I, what it is, is I – so let's, let's – uh, being a referee, I can, I, can, I can attest to this, okay? So IFAB and FIFA changed the – Changed the offside, uh, offside law, right? It is now, if any part of your body that is able to score a goal is offside, you're considered offside. So, for example, me and you right here, right? If I'm here and I do like this, you're I, offside. I'm offside because my head can score, right? Oh. It, it was this. It was. Inches, inches offside, inches offside. It can be, it can be, it can be as little as just a, an elbow or the tip of your toe that is labeled offside now. See that, that's whack. That needs to be changed. (laughs) I doubt that, I doubt they're going to change it back, but it was mere, mere offsides. And and we talked about Yaboa before. He needs to shoot more. And in, in Saturday's game, we saw more shooting from him. Yes, you know. How, how, however, <laughs> I, I, here, here's what here's what happens, right? Yaboa is a speedy winger, right? Yaboa, eager to score, needs to control his pace, maybe run towards the shoulder of a defender, just a hair longer, so that way the pass can get off instead of. Simultaneously right as, jumping yeah. right when the pass happens, because that that's what gets you offside. If he just curls his run a little bit more, has a pass and then breaks off, has a longer arc. Yes, and then breaks off. It's 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 a goal. I want to flip from him real quick because you, you we're, we're talking about Yaboa. There's one other player you made a comment about, and that is Miguel Berry. He needs to stop uh, dragging his feet. I Barry is <laughs> Barry's good. Barry's good. I will say that. However, I think his choices need to be better. Right? I think his choices need to be better. We saw it. We we we. I I pointed it out in the first half mm-hmm. of the game. Right? Miguel Barry gets the ball. He can go right in on goal. But he stops and turns away from goal. And then they play backwards again. I get it. You you want to start something up. But if you are in on goal, I don't care if it, I don't care if a defender's on you or not. Take a shot. What's the worst that can happen? A goal kick? Okay. A corner kick? Okay. That's fine. We got it's one of something, the best. It's something though. We got one of the best, you know, players at the corner kick position. Free kick position. 
Corner, corner kicks. He still needs to work on a little bit. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, but I, I, I see where you're going with that. Yes, you know, with with Lucas. Yeah, you know, and uh, speaking of him, you said you saw him with the Winston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, was it we, caused from that one that last foul? You I think? mean, I mean, I mean, take your choice on the fouls. I'll tell you that right now. The one where his shin guard came out. You mean his boot fell off? That that, that, that was his boot. Really? Yeah, that was his boot. So, okay, well, here's I will say this because Porter had something to say about that also. So, yeah, so we're we're in the um, we're in the in the locker room, um, talking to I I, I think it was Pedro, um, is that Pedro or Jonah? Um, but I was holding my phone, you know, I was you know listening, and I happened to look over to um, like my left. And you could just see Lucas limping and wincing in pain because of his leg. Now, for those who don't know why Lucas has a leg injury, he suffered a leg injury against the Red Bulls at New York. Um, About a month ago. Maybe maybe a month, maybe a month and a half ago. But, yeah, he was he was limping and, and wincing in pain. Yeah, that was I, – I did see that. So, the fouls. Now, now let's talk about the fouls, right? So <laughs> – Vic, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but uh, I mean, what's the? They can't find me. The league can't find me at all. Victor Rivas is was the official for for the match. Victor Rivas has a tendency of producing cards late in the match. We saw, I think, countless fouls on. Um, Nagby and Zellerayan countless times. Um, I <laughs> about going back to mentioning the situational awareness of, you know, players in LAFC and, and whatnot. Porter ended up saying uh, in his press conference that he he thought the ref did not manage the match well at all. Well, that's not going to go over well with the league. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Yes. And and he 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 looked at me. He goes, I told him that after the game. I told him that you did not manage that well at all. And he Porter was hit around in the head. LFC targeted two guys, Nagby and Zellerion, right? So the countless fouls that LFC committed against those two guys, which are two of the best, which are two of the best offensive players on the team. For Rivas not to produce a card after telling one player no more twice and then getting a card later on in the second half, that just doesn't sit right. It doesn't. And that player was Acosta, um, number 23. Uh, I know he got warned. Uh, he got warned a couple times that I saw. But then, you know, they you could tell they purposely were targeting Yes. Zella Ryan and Nagby. Yes, by far. And for the ref not to really sit there and, like, un- have awareness of the game and actually count and see that, you know, I got in trouble, you know, in the press box because of, you know, I, I was trying to stay, you know, I was trying to stay unbiased. But uh, the, the, the Gerald Lucas fan in him took over. Yes, especially with after seeing all these fouls. Count, countless fouls, yeah. And, you know, and it's just like, 
like, are you are you gonna call something? But then let one um, I forget who came in, but let one player come in for crew and make a, a small ticky tack one, and he's getting a yellow. I honestly don't remember who was to be honest with me. It was a long day anyway. Yeah, so, but, I mean, yeah, but but, but I, you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah. You got somebody that's being targeted. And then, like, even on the Zeller IM one, last one, when he lost his boot. Yeah. That wasn't even a yellow. It was a free kick, but wasn't even a yellow. And, you know. I, I, I think it was a yellow. It might have been. I have to go back and look Same. again, but. If it wasn't a yellow, then what is Victor Rivas watching? Exactly. Like, who paid you? Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, speaking of fouls, we did see a little bit of that on Sunday. Um, some ticky-tack ones, but we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, the final score Saturday, 2-0, uh, LAFC win. Um, it was probably, as mentioned before, it's one of the worst – Defensive efforts I have ever seen uh, by the crew. Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of a lot of flack for that, but it was. You can go back and talk about you know the Philly match, the Nashville match, the Orlando match, matches that they lost, blah blah blah. But that was probably the worst one that I've ever seen. Um, well, in those matches, they were they had the possession. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they you know to where now LAFC had the possession in this one. And it was always Columbus was playing on their heels, mm-hmm. backpedaling. Yep. And, like, you hit the the nail on the head, didn't have good situational awareness. I think I I think when Toronto, Steve Torondolo, the LAFC manager, brought in Vela and Rodriguez, I think that's what sparked the plug for LAFC. Uh-huh. Um, they started getting a rhythm going. Um, they started – you know, their occasional, you know, breaking down the midfield of Columbus, um, attacking more and whatnot. Mind you, this is a team that was coming off of a 2-1 loss against Austin on Wednesday, so or last Wednesday. So they had Thursday, Friday, they had two days, two days to prepare for this game, and then they have a game on Wednesday for U.S. Open Cup, but nobody cares about that. Yeah. But now if we switch to some – some positive news. Um, how about that crew too, man? Love it, love it, love it. There is some uh, excitement to go throughout the the crew organization with uh, with the crew too, as a lot of uh, the Nordeca supporters are calling them the Cappies. Uh, I'm doing a, I'm going to do I'm doing a piece on that on the on how <laughs> the crew base the crew fan base. Dubbed the name the Capybaras for Crew Two. I don't know. Uh, I love it. What's a Capybara have to do with soccer? No, nothing real. It doesn't have <laughs> nothing to do with soccer. But what's it got to do with anything? When you put the, you can put it with the the black and gold colors, and like you see, a Capybara is brown. I know, but or you green, can still whatever put a jersey color it's on it. For, whatever color its fur is, brown. That's what I thought. You know, but Pardon it's Pardon my colorblindness. <laughs> it's actually pretty fun seeing like some of the merchandise out there. Shout out supporter supply. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh one of the one of the Nordeca had on a uh Don't be sad, be cappy. 
fight. <laughs> that's so bad. I mean, it is, but I mean, at the same time, it's funny seeing it at a ga- at a soccer game, though. Something you don't expect. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just like in a, in all sports. You know, whether it's football, whether it's hot, like the jackets, for example, fun dip. I still have yet to understand. I, I'm trying to what that is. I'd have to ask Bob or somebody else, but I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But it's but it's I it's in fun nature is is what exactly. It is. So, but uh, crew two man, how about how about was that six game winning streak right now? Seven 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 game winning streak right now. They've only allowed what three goals? No, no. sorry, five. Two to Inter Miami, right? One to Toronto FC, two at uh, at the first time at yeah. uh, at Historical Historic Crew Stadium, and then two on Sunday. Oh yeah, that's right. They did score. T- okay, yeah, that's right. So four two win for Columbus Crew two, and my lord, let me tell you what. So I wait. Hold on. I I think if I'm not mis- you, let's talk about. I I I saw I saw a resemblance in this goal. By the kind of, by the way, so Marco Micheletto, El Capitan, <laughs> scored nine seconds, nine seconds into the first match. Now, for crew fans, I want to take a trip down memory lane with me. Eastern Conference Final, 2015, first leg at home against the New York Red Bulls. What happened? I'll let you guys answer that in the comment section below, but. If you don't know, Gerald, do you know what happened? Do you, do you know what happened? First um, 2015. Yes. First leg against the Red Bulls? Yes. Was that... I can't remember off the top of my head. Justin Merrim goal. Right off of kickoff. That's right. <laughs> Nine seconds into the first and leg. he was the captain, too. He was not the captain. I thought he was. No. Really? Uh, uh, Michael Parker was captain at the time. Okay. However, I think it's ironic that we each first team and second team have a goal that is the fastest goal in the league. In, in league history to to happen. Well, the, the Justin Merriman was the fastest goal in, in MLS Cup playoff history because I think Red Bulls end up scoring a goal a couple years later, eight seconds into their match against uh, uh, Houston during the regular season. I could be wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm always wrong. Crew fans know that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I, I think you know, I. That's awesome. First of all, that. <laughs> well, the- I, I saw. I saw. I saw the. I saw the highlight. On the MLS Next Pro account, and that poor commentator could barely even get a proper intro in before <laughs> all of a sudden it's just a sea of yellow running to the corner to celebrate an opening goal. Well, let oh. me let me let me take let me run you through it. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You were you were so there. you were you had the press box to uh, yourself. I I was trying. <laughs> I was still recovering from the night before from that game, but. You know. you know what I was doing. I was I was sleeping. I know. Um, so you have everybody was lining up and everything. And you know, boom, kickoff. 
Noah uh, Fulson. That name. God, I can't wait for him to come up. There's a, another player I'm going to talk about here in a little bit about crew, too, that needs to come up. By the way, if nobody knows about Crew 2, I suggest looking up Columbus Crew 2 schedule and coming out to a game. It's actually quite entertaining. It really is. Um, so, uh, Fusen got the ball coming up the left wing. And as he was starting to go to that box, he saw uh, Marco. And beautiful, beautiful touch pass to him. And Marco just said, nah. Right in the one, corner. One touch finds the back of the net. And it's only fitting. The only time this season that they're playing at lower.com field, the captain gets the first goal for crew two at lower.com. And, you know, I asked, I actually asked uh, Coach Laurent. You asked a question? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. Finally. Um, I actually, I I even asked, uh, you know, Noah stopped in. So, you know, I got to interview both of them. The post-match presser? My guy, making uh, big steps in the journalism world. Finally. Holy crap. Carlos sort of put me on the spot, though. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. It happens. But uh, (laughs) next next up is Caleb. I'm going to have some stuff written down for that one. (laughs) Uh, but you know, with coach, I asked him. I said, you know, I asked him what he contributes to this success of the team so far, and he's just like, Noah. besides Noah, he just said everybody plays together like a brotherhood. Yes, you know, good defensive awareness, and they know where everybody is. You know, all the goals that are coming. You know, from you got Noah, you got uh, Russell Rowe. You know, so I mean, he contributed to that. And good preparation, you know. So he he you know said that the contributing to this win streak is is a whole team effort. Um, so getting back to the game, you know, crew settled down, right? They settled down in the first half, and it's starting to get to the going into halftime. You know, the Reds came back and uh, had the equalizer, so it went leveled into halftime at one one, right? And then I, if I remember correctly, the floodgates just opened. It really did. The floodgates just w- widely opened for the black and gold. Jason Russell Rowe, man, is he he's t- tied for tied for golden boot? Yes, six goals already on the season. He scored his sixth one in this game, and it was beautiful. Um, Noah F- uh, Fusen even scored on a pass. Uh, I want to. Uh, can't remember who gave it to him, but uh, man, he's we got just know the ball ended up in the back of the net. Yes, and he actually beat their uh, keeper. Um, almost looked like one of the goals from Saturday when Room came off the line and there was nobody else back there, and that's how Noah got it. Just put it right back in. Shout out also Isaiah Parente for opening his uh, Listen. his account. And you know what? He had just came in, just got subbed in, right? And here comes Noah Fusen with the with the assist for him. Literally about maybe I want to say a minute and a half of uh, Parente being subbed in, and here comes here he comes scoring off of a beautiful pass, you know. So you know 
Toronto came back, scored one more goal after uh, after Noah scored. But they just – Toronto had no – No response. No response <laughs> to just the pressure. And yeah, that I in the in the times that I've been to Crew Two games and covered them, I think that was that was my first one missing. Um, Columbus Crew Two do have a tendency to press hard against a a what's what one would think is a sturdy back line. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think there is one defense. Unless it happens, I don't know. It could happen sometime down the season. That can stop Noah Fusen, Jason Russell Rowe. That dynamic duo. Well, the front line is you have Marco. Yeah. You have Jason Russell Rowe. Yeah. And you have Noah. All on the front. What better three players in, in next pro right now to have on your front line? And then you mix, you know, it actually, Crew 2 actually did make a little bit of history. Um, both Aiden and Jake both started together. Yep. And that that, ha- that hasn't been done, at least in, in Next Pro. Uh, it hasn't been done for MLS either. So, you know, to have two brothers start. Yeah. You know, Jake and Aiden – and, Aiden uh, got the hard hat too. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> he was Aiden, out there working. Aiden got the. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of things can go can can be said about Aiden that they, I mean, people have already said, but he looks like he has not missed a beat since his ACL tear. He hasn't, and you know you can see that when he came in for um, when Lucas was hurt up on the first team. You know, when Aiden came in there, he brought that just that spark there in the midfield. And, you know, you know, Lucas gets better and so they have to sort of change it up to, you know, get Lucas out there more. Um but Aiden Morrison or Aiden Morris, I'm sorry, he just hard worker. Yeah. He is if you really want to get down to the technical for the Columbus crew, he is crew through and through yeah you know and you know you have the three construction workers on the original crest you could put his face on one of them because he's up there when it comes to he if he plays the full 90 minutes he's leaving it all out there on the field blood sweat tears guts all of it yep and doesn't complain you know um didn't didn't see not one, you know, bad thing out of him on Sunday. Um, even his brother was out there working. He was trying to outdo who ate <laughs> the the sibling battle. You know, but you can't. You know, it's to you can't just talk about them and not talk about the rest of the team. Uh, Mo Farsi. You know, he has so much speed on that wing that, and he can do so many different things dribbling like I I swear I thought I saw one of the defenders for Toronto get his ankles broke the way that Mo stopped and then turned and came back around yeah um and then you also got uh Kamara he came in and lit a spark 
Like he his speed when he came in, that it was unbelievable. Um, Overall, Abney. oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, Mo, yeah. I uh, one of my uh, guys who plays for Ohio Dominican knows him. They played together on the team. Have to talk to talk to him. See if. Uh, See if we can get him on the show sometime soon. I actually got to see witness uh, Daniel Strachan, Strachan, you know, seeing him play, and he's a great defender. You know, didn't score too many goals in college, but uh, he was known for, you know, his passing and his vision and his defense. So, mm-hmm. look for big things out of him. Crew 2 win 4-2, right? Yes. 4-2 uh, on Sunday. Um that was free soccer at Lower.com Field. They were supposed to play Saturday, but, uh, yeah, Mother Nature had other plans. Mother Nature robbed uh, soccer fans that night. Yeah. Uh, but there will be plenty more chances for, you know, fans to get out there to see the crew, too, because, uh, boy, I tell you what. We're winning the whole damn thing. Well, when this – when I tell you I what. Don't, I, I don't know if I should say that, but we're winning, I, we're winning the damn thing. I feel we are. You know, like we got, you know, we'll we'll talk about the upcoming game, but I'm looking for that rivalry for uh, Hell is Real. You know, they actually. I wish that that game could get moved to lower.com field. I really do. Let's let's start a petition. Nah, they won't do that. They they won't do that. I mean, Hell is Real is something else. That's like Ohio State and the team up north. You know, in Florida versus uh, Florida State, Florida State or Georgia, or Georgia. Yep. You know, so that's that's that that rivalry. Yep. So, um, we also have other local soccer. Do tell. Uh, do the Columbus Eagles, the women's premier soccer league. Ah. They had a doubleheader uh, this weekend against uh, the Cleveland Ambassadors. A uh, heartbreaking four nothing loss uh, on Saturday, um, but a rebound one zero win on Sunday. That's not bad when you can split the seat. Uh, yeah, split. Yeah, so shout out to Eddie Hersenberg and his and his ladies uh, getting getting a dub on Sunday. Um, I will personally, uh, I can reach out to him. Because he's the uh, assistant coach at Ohio Dominican. Oh, fantastic! Hey, see if you can come on talk some talk some Eagles with us. Um, Lady, also, Lady uh, Eagles soaring high. Yeah. Also, uh, some NPSL action. Uh, AFC, uh, not AFC. Wow, FC Columbus. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking of my my FIFA team right there. For a second. Uh, FC Columbus uh, got a. Massive three points against Carpathia FC. Uh, 6-3. Nice. A 6-3 win uh, on Saturday. So that was good to see. Um, when you can always have, when you score six goals, you know. Have you been to a FC Columbus game before? No. I didn't even know. FC Columbus existed? No. Uh, my guy. You should come out Friday. You should come out Friday. What time? Hey, uh, games at 7. Games at 7. At the Wellington School in Upper Arlington. I'm gonna have to. So shout out, shout out to. Uh, we will pre- we uh, at Yamo Media. We will be uh, producing that game. I am on the call for that game on Friday. Um, 
So if you guys see me, say hi. Hello, I'm a friendly guy. Trust me, I don't, I, I'm a nice guy. Um, Yamo Media will be uh, producing that game uh, Friday, 7 o'clock at the Wellington School in Upper Arlington um, against Carpathia FC again. Uh, it's a home-and-home home series, so well, let's see if uh, FC Columbus can get a smooth six points to start the season. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you should come out. The games are really fun, to be honest with you. You hear everything. That goes on at those games. So, um, what was that? I can't remember what it was. What Columbus FC? FC Columbus, and then and then what were we talking about after that? Oh, the game Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Columbus Crew are back in action. Um, this Saturday. Uh, Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday. I'm gonna have to check the weather channel. Down, down in the they're down in the A, so we're 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 down in the A that day. So they have a roof over their stadium, so if it rains, they're <laughs> fine. They're, it's all fine. But uh, Columbus taking on Atlanta United FC or Atlanta United, whatever you want to call them, the Five Stripes as they as their moniker name is. But they are away on the road yet again. Um, Atlanta. I don't think they have a match coming up soon. I think they played over the weekend. They did. They played in Nashville. That one I think I postponed to yesterday because of the Nah, they 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 played. They did. They played. Yep. I just can't remember that. I don't think they have a game this week this week. But Nash Atlanta taking on Nashville, a somewhat rivalry. As people are calling it, I don't know. I don't. What Columbus and uh, Atlanta? No, Atlanta and Nashville. How? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's MLS. People make stuff up all the time. Um, Atlanta comes out victorious, so they're going to have that game riding on their shoulders, as opposed to Columbus, who fall to nothing to LAFC. That game Saturday. Uh, I don't even know what time that game is. Seven. Maybe seven. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, what are you looking forward to in that match? I'm looking for uh, a win. Besides three points, a goal. Besides a goal, <laughs> a solid defensive effort. That I'm. I'm actually. You know, I was actually shocked that Porter. You know, took responsibility for uh, Saturday. I could go on a I could go on a whole rant. But uh, I was as sorry. to why people need to stop blaming Porter um, for every single thing. But I'm not gonna do that. I don't wanna I don't wanna do piss off any more crew fans than I already have. Hey, we could do that for an overtime session. But uh you know, he he shared, you know, some of the responsibility for, you know, the the lackluster performance. Um all you crew fans out there can get mad at me. I don't care. I say it how it is. But um, I'm just looking for a better defensive showing. You know, when you – I said that. You have a better defense, the goals will come. It's almost like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come, right? So if you're able to defend high against Atlanta – and keep them from setting up in your half and even in your third. 
you know, you have a great chance. Uh, it showed in LAFC when the, when everything is clicking. You know, that first 60 minutes on Saturday was great, right? Um. I'll lay on the power play. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that first, first 60 minute was good, and then after that it just was a meltdown, right? Um, a meltdown's an understatement. I'm being nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to get. They uh, poop the bed. I want to be allowed back. <laughs> um, they, they poop the bed. Th- that they did. So I think if you can play a more complete game, and for God's sakes, Barry is not a full, full game player. He plays better coming off, off the bench. The bench. Um, when you got guys like Hurtado and Matan sitting there, pretty much twiddling their fingers the whole game, I would rather start one of them up there with, you know, um, Etienne and uh, – I know exactly who you're about to say. Ibikembe. Yep, there you go. You know by, – By the way, for those who don't know – why Etienne did not start? He did not start due to disciplinary reasons, per Patrick Murphy of Massive Report. But continue. I could see, you know, I, I I could see that because of his frustration. Um, the thing of the thing with Derek is he's he, young. He's he's young and he's he's just like me. He plays with passion, and it will get you in trouble, right? Look, how about that red card? Look. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I want to be able to have this podcast go far, but in my defense, with that really quick, in my defense, he has been the worst ref I have ever had officiate one of my games, the worst of all time, but Derek plays with passion just like me. And sometimes the passion can get a little too passionate. Carried away. Carried away. It happens. It happens to it happens to any and all athletes. Also let's, happens let's to not, media too. Yeah. You know that person. <laughs> but it happens to any and all athletes that you know, if something Something you're very passionate about doesn't go your way, you know. It it happens. The best of us. I don't blame Derek. Um, of course, obviously, Porter did not specify about that, which is fine. Cool. If that's an in-house thing, what? That's cool. I don't blame Derek for, you know, being if if it was something you know passionate and whatnot. I don't mm-hmm. blame him for that. Whatever. <clears throat> but. You know, at the end, at the end of the day, you know, a job's a job. You know, it's it, it's it's part of it's part of the game. It's part of sports. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I see exactly what you're saying. I I think the uh, Miguel Barry experiment was over <laughs> long ago. Right before the uh, the Jossie trade. Uh. Yeah. Way before. Maybe. Maybe a couple weeks before the Jossie Zardes trade to Colorado, but I pe- people are saying, "Oh, Jossie wasn't the problem." Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Okay, 
let me, let me, let me not start. Um, I, I do think Barry is better coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the only thing that I would say is, is Hurtado, because he got that late goal in New England, is Hurtado worth a starting spot? I say yes and no. I say yes, it depends on who we're playing. Let's, let's do Atlanta. Atlanta, I would. You you start Hurtado? I would start Hurtado. Because not only Hurtado, but you could still have Matan there in the second half. If if you don't start Matan. If you start Matan, you have Hurtado in the in the second half. So those two right there, we know that they could come up late, clutch and late in the game. Well, the thing about it is if you you can start both of them because Matan's a left a, a winger. A left mid, left winger, type type of player. I wouldn't start them both. So, so, so you're saying you you start one and bring the other one off? Correct. Or so, yeah. so if you start Matan, you start Barry. Or do you go back to a four three three and move Lucas to that false nine position? Leave Barry and Hurtado on the bench. Going to the going so, going, so going, playing, going to the bends. So playing it say Atlanta this weekend, right? Yeah. I would go with the four three three. And move is that around to a false nine? Correct. Because if you move him to that false nine, Atlanta has to They have to adjust. They have to adjust to him. Um one thing I saw during, you know, against LAFC when, you know, Vela came in, Columbus could have went to the 4-3-3 in the second half. You know, um, and that I think right there probably would have gave LAFC a little bit of problems. So I think this week with preparation for Atlanta, if if the 4-3-3 is not really working as far as being productive on the offensive side, then switch it to that uh, the four two three one that they were running against LA um, in the second half. Uh, so <laughs> if you uh, if you start Hurtado now in the second half, you can bring in Matan and Barry. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I think I, I here's what needs to happen, right? I think I'm just gonna th- I'm just gonna throw this out there. I think Columbus moves to a four three three for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right? You have you bring Morris back up to the first team. That way, Morris provides that extra, uh, you know, gripe, uh-huh. that extra um, spark to the midfield. That way, you also have Nagby, Morris, who can free roam and leave Artur as a defensive mid. Yep. You bring on 
Matan, and Igbekeme, mm-hmm. and then Zellerion at the false nine. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Lucas is comfortable playing that wing position. Like, even though he said he's done it before. We saw it against NYCFC. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was comfortable with it. He he even said he even said before uh before the game on when we were talking to him on Friday, he even said that he's more comfortable as a ten. So what would you what would you say then to a a three four three? Is a is the four a diamond, or is it a straight line? If it's a, if it's a diamond, then you take out Aiden Morris. No, 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 no. I don't know. Here's here's multiple reasons why the, why there's something wrong with that. They have worked on a three five two. They've worked on a three five two. I will say that. You don't work on a three four three. Here's why. I wish I had a board. <laughs> or we'll get one in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and we need we'll, some. We'll, we need we'll, we need we'll some sponsors for some bud, uh, budgets. We'll, we'll we'll put we'll put up a graphic. Okay. So here here's why. Okay. You take that three. Stephen Morera is not a winger, or a wing or a wing back. He's. He's a fullback, right? Mm-hmm. You play with three center backs. Dude, my eyelash fucking bugging me. <laughs> All right. You play with three fullbacks. You have Williams, Mensa, Degenick. Mm-hmm. Or Santos. I'm getting there. You said what? Three, four, three? Mm-hmm. Pedro? Mm-hmm. Left mid. Um, are we doing straight line or are we doing diamond four? That's the question. Straight line. Santos, Nagby, Morris, uh, either Yaboa or Etienne. Okay. Right. Three, Matan or Etienne, whatever, or whichever one works. I'd say Yaboa. And then Etienne, okay. Etienne, Igbekeme, maybe Barry, right? Yoboa is where your weak link is in that four. Gotcha. He doesn't have, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the capability to defend, but I think he's a, he's a through and through winger, but he doesn't have the, Defensive capabilities that Steven Morera has, right? So you're leaving Morera out, mm. unless you can convince Morera to be a a right wing, right mid, right wing back, whatever, whatever you convert that spot into, right? Now, if we do a three-five-two, you can, okay, because you're leaving, you have the midfield pretty much covered, right? You think about it. Three again, Williams, Mensa, Degenick. Five, Santos, Morris, Artur, Zalarayan, Igbekeme, um, Nagby. 
Morera. Was that five? That was more than five. That was like seven. Three? <laughs> five. Santos. Uh-huh. Artur. Uh-huh. Morris. Uh-huh. Zellerayon. That's four. Nagby. That's five. You're still that 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 okay. No Morris Morera. To fill out that that five. Mm-hmm. Right. Two. Who who are your two up front? Do you run with Barry and Hurtado up front? That's the question. Mm. Or do or do we just stick with a four two three one and wait for a a DP to come in during the summer against it against an Atlanta side? That's the question. Against Atlanta, I would do the four three three. So going, going further after Atlanta, um, you know we got Charlotte coming in. Uh, soon. Um, when is that window open? Uh, the summer window. Yeah, I think it opens the beginning of June. All right, so don't hold me to that, crew fans. Josh, stop yelling. Yeah, I can hear him now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 either the beginning of June or the first weekend of June. So I think. I think with Atlanta we go with the four three three because that's what Porter likes. It has been comfortable running since uh, Sporting Kansas City. Um, what you might call it? Uh, I think. Um, nice. I just got credited with thirty three days of service for Adobe. Let's go! Yay! Uh, okay, go on. Um, I think after Atlanta, the next couple games, I think it is the four two three one. Um, until we get a DP, I mean that's the only thing that hurt us from uh, the Jossie trade is not having a DP right now. Um, but there are some out there that uh, Columbus actually offered one. Yeah, couldn't get him out of his club. Yeah, they're not a who <laughs> they want more than what Columbus offered. That's <laughs> so. the one thing I hate. That's the one thing I hate. Well, it, it's also during like this stupid window that's like only like a couple weeks long in the middle of like Premier League championships and everything. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It was, but it I mean, was there's still some out there that Columbus can go get that will bring. You know something to mm-hmm. to the first team. So, yeah. uh, what is your final prediction for Saturday? One nil for who? Columbus. I think they only. I think they only get one. They can surprise me. Maybe get two. Um. I just know, you know, Columbus has had a little bit of a hard time with Atlanta the last couple of years uh, from some of the games that I've watched. Uh, and we're in, we're, there, we're in their territory. So, you know, soccer, you know, wasn't really that big in Atlanta for a minute, and then all of a sudden they get an MLS team in. All of a sudden they set the attendance record for like 70,000 people. Big whoop, you play on a football field. <laughs> Talk to us when you get a soccer-specific stadium. You too, Charlotte. No, they play at the Panthers Stadium? Yes. Oh. 
No, wait, no, yeah, yeah. Charlotte set this. Charlotte now has the attendance record. Still, <laughs> big whoop. You play at a football stadium. Get a soccer specific stadium. Then now, talk ma- to now ma- imagine if Dallas FC were to play at uh, Jerry Jones World. <laughs> FC Dallas is just irrelevant. Uh, FC Dallas and Dan Clark Hunt, they're just irrelevant. Oh, that's Austin. Who? Or no pre courts with uh, with Austin. Who? I thought the owners of uh, who is the owners of Dallas? <laughs> the Hunt family. They own Dallas too. They own FC Dallas, yeah. And FC Dallas <sighs> and the Chiefs. I miss, I, I miss when the Hunts owned Columbus. We had some good players. Yeah, and then they got turned over to a snake. Yep, who now owns Austin? Who? <laughs> he who shall not be named. Because we don't speak of that filth here. Nope. What? I'm allotted a time limit on live? That's stupid. Before you got to start a new one? Yeah. Aw. Is that on Facebook? Instagram. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so you saw one nothing? One nothing. I'll be surprised if we get two. But uh, I'm gonna say two one, two one. I'm gonna say two one. Well, then who's your match? Uh, man of the match? Uh, the ball into the net. <laughs> the ball. It found the net more times <laughs> than Atlanta. That's who my man of the match is. So you put the hard hat on. Well, crew don't crew don't have a hard crew don't do a hard hat. They can do a game ball. Crew two on the other hand does a hard hat, and they're in action Sunday at Historic Crew Stadium at two o'clock against Rochester New York FC. Uh, Who, by the way, is the only team in Next Pro that does not have a first team? Correct. Yep, uh, that game is at two o'clock uh, Sunday at Historic Crew Stadium. Um, that game should be fun. Oh, man. That game should be a blast. I can't wait for that. Um, you can watch that game on the MLS Next Pro official website, MLSNextPro.com. Um, you can watch the uh, crew match um, that is going to be on Bally Sports, either Ohio or Great Lakes, uh, if you are blacked out um with that you can try espn plus mls live um or you can listen to chris dorn on 97 one the fan um and uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much that's pretty, you know what we should do what? we should have like a mean tweets segment <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> listen <laughs> Send us your mean tweet. <laughs> it's on Bally Sports Ohio at 7 o'clock. All right, so you can watch the Columbus Crew take on Atlanta at 7 o'clock Saturday. The match is on MLS Live on ESPN+, Plus, Bally Sports Ohio, or you can listen to it on 97.1 The Fan, or you can go to ColumbusCrew.com and listen to it in Spanish. Uh, the uh, Columbus Crew 2 match you can watch on the MLS Next Pro official website, MLSNextPro.com. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday, or if you want to come out and enjoy some soccer on Soccer Sunday for your Memorial Day, uh, Historic Crew Stadium gates open at one thirty. Um, 
Yeah. And not only that, if you're a season ticket holder, you do get a discount for Crew 2 membership. And you could also go to uh, ColumbusCrew.com to get your Crew 2 tickets as well. Um, so come on out. Come back to where it all started here in Columbus at Historical Crew Stadium. The first ever soccer-specific stadium in the United States. Which, uh, you know, everybody else had to copy our our swag, you know, that we had for a little while in the MLS. Um, but, you know, when the season kicked off and we had the home opener, we are now the only city in the country with two soccer-specific stadiums. So, got to love that history, right? It's a history that cannot be repeated. Nope. Well, I mean, it, it can. I mean, if the it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like have the same heartfelt story like Columbus. Not yet, but not yet. What the what? Not yet. What the hell? Not yet. What the hell do you wait mean, till we bring yet? the the crew to brings the cup back? We're talking about stadiums. I know. We won the for our first. Our, the crew won their first championship at Crew Stadium, right? No. Yeah. No. Uh, 2008 MLS mm. Cup was in Carson, California. It still played at the stadium, right? MLS Cup? No. With, the crew played at Historical Crew Stadium back in 2008, right? Just the se- in general for the season, right? For the season, yes. Yes. For the cup, no. I, but what I'm getting at is... That was their home, right? Yes. Crew 2's home is where? Historic Crew Stadium. Okay. They bring back a championship. Now it means something even more. I think we'll cross. I I know where your head's at. I think maybe if and when we get there, then it'll start to be more. You see what I'm saying? Poetic justice. But then now if we get the academy to get there, a small little stadium. MLS next. Yep. Get that, and uh, we'll have three. <laughs> we should have a mean. This this is the part where we should have a mean tweets. Man. Take, we'll, take, we'll take any tweets that we get <laughs> in Arena I, One Air and just. Okay. We'll have, we'll, we'll have to. Blur, you know, blurb out. <laughs> but I, I really do feel sorry for the Lower.com uh, admin over the weekend because he was getting hit. Yeah, let's not oh. talk. Let's not attack admins, shall we? All we do is just tweet, guys. We don't, we don't control the weather. He was sitting there, and it, he just poor was, guy, poor guy <laughs> was just taking it. We, I, I literally looked at him. And I said, I feel so sorry for him. He goes, It's okay. I'm used to it. And I said, Oh my god, my heart broke. I mean, the way he, and you could just see it in his face. Like, he was sitting there looking like, he was just getting absolutely ripped in the comment section. And I know he, when he went home, he just was like, he, <laughs> he logged out of every Twitter account that is associated with that team. He put his phone on Do Not Disturb. Right after the five minutes. He went home and just had a had a tall brewski, probably. And just kicked back, 
watch some late night drama that was happening down in Nashville and just call it a day. I don't even think he turned his phone off and do not disturb on Sunday. Because I didn't see nobody else was there. So. That, that poor guy. I, he, so he, I think out of, out of everybody, including fans, I think he got the worst end of the stick. Yeah, I'll tell you, he does get the worst end of the stick because people want to take their anger out on the team account and think that the team account has something to do with coaching choices or player choices when they don't. All they do is tweet. I know from firsthand experience, I am a social media manager. All I do is just tweet and make content. I have no say in streaming things or whatnot. I don't have any say in that stuff. All I do is just make content. That's it. I don't. You, you wish sometimes that you do, right? <laughs> On that note, this has been the Wiseman Safe Podcast, a Columbus Soccer Podcast. I'm Tyler Fisher. This is Gerald Lucas. Once again, thank you for checking out this episode of The Wiseman Say, a Yamo Media podcast. You can check out the rest of what Yamo Media offers at yamomedia.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going to be all out in the community trying to put a spotlight on all the wonderful things that is going on here in Columbus, Ohio. So check out yamomedia.com. We also have a few other shows coming up, including Down in Distance with Marty Bannister and Grade Fry, Guaranteed Real Talk with Garen Barris, and the FC Columbus games will be produced by Yamo Media. You can watch them on 11sports.com. Just go on there and look for FC Columbus. You can see those games. We will be producing them, and we are really excited to be a part of that broadcast again. So once again, thank you so much for checking this out, and we will leave you with one of the greatest songs in the history of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs>